0: Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. My goal for the podcast is to help you live a better life in retirement by giving you the tools and information you need in a language that you can understand. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, you know that I'm a financial advisor in St. Louis, Missouri, with clients in about 20 different states. I think it's about 19 states now. And my sole focus of my company and what I do Monday through Friday, and even on the weekends really, is to help people make smart decisions, smart choices with not only their money, but also financial decisions when it comes to their retirement. And on the flip side of that, I really try to steer people away from making incredibly dumb decisions with their money, with their retirement planning. And I can't tell you how many times people call me up and say, Hey, Greg, I heard this, or I was thinking about this. And my best advice to them sometimes is don't do that. And, and let me explain why. Let me be the financial teacher in your life that explains why you shouldn't do this. And instead, you should be doing this. And really the job of a good financial planner or retirement planner like myself is really to be a good instructor or a good teacher. Dave Ramsey says, you know, smart vester pros like myself have the heart of a teacher. And that was really my motivation all along in creating the Retirement Made Easy podcast was to help teach and help instruct people and arm them with the information that they desperately need to make informed educated decisions. And really one day I'm going to write a book And my book is not going to be on retirement planning. It's going to be sharing all the stories that I've learned through this journey. And by the time I write it, I should probably wait until I'm right before retirement. So I have decades and decades of experience steering people away of bad financial decisions and guiding them to making smart, wise financial decisions. I mean, I could go on and on all day, everything from, hey, Greg, should I buy a timeshare? Or what do you think about funding my grandson's college education with life insurance? And probably my favorite one from this year was a new client whose former advisor had advised him to take a home equity loan on his house To live on as retirement income while the market was down temporarily here in 2022. I mean, I can't make this stuff up, all the stories and questions and things that I've run into. I even talked to a guy that took $150,000 out of his IRA as a distribution to loan to his son to start this business. And he hadn't heard from his son in nine months. And I don't think he understood quite fully the implications the tax implications of taking a $150,000 distribution out of your IRA and lending it to your son. And of course, he was convinced he was going to get the money back, but I think he was being kind of naive. But aside from that, once you take a distribution out of your IRA, you have 60 days to put it back in your IRA without it being taxed. After that 60 days is up, guess what? That whole is taxed in that single year. And of course, this gentleman reached out to me after he'd already taken the distribution and loaned the money out to his son. But overall, I've come to the conclusion that people behave better financially when they have someone in their corner, someone to keep them accountable and help them make better decisions. And I tell people all the time, you and I are better than you alone. So if you happen to be working with a fiduciary retirement planner like myself, feel free to reach out to them on occasion and bounce ideas off of them. That That's what you're paying them for. That's why they're in your corner. Don't feel shy about bothering them with questions because truly part of our job is steering people away from bad decisions that they're so inclined to naturally run into. All right, I'll get off my soapbox for today, but on today's episode, I wanted to talk about Emergency funds. Some people call them cash reserve funds, like at the bank or credit union. Think of all your safe money. And so we're going to be talking about the opportunities for that emergency fund with rising interest rates. And then we're also going to be talking about fixed income vehicles like bonds and investments that are very, very similar to bonds where they pay you a fixed interest. And this year in 2022, interest rates have been going up and up and up because the Federal Reserve has been trying to combat inflation. And guess what? Right, Raising interest rates will help do so. So for conservative investors that are now able to get a higher rate of return on not only their safe money, their emergency fund cash reserve, but also their fixed interest Type investments like bonds, like CDs, like investments that just pay a fixed interest rate. Well, guess what? You're seeing those in the threes and even higher fours with interest rates rising. So as far as coming up with investments in a portfolio for the conservative investors, where they're looking for a safer, if you will, retirement income, where they're living on their interest and their dividends, these higher, higher interest rates this year Are very, very advantageous. And at the start of the year, gosh, what a 30 year mortgage was around 3%. And that has almost doubled so far this year in 2022. So higher interest rates, again, make it easier for those more conservative investors out there. So we'll talk about that in the second segment of the show. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to remind listeners check out my website retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. That's retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. While you're on their website, you can listen to all 115 previous episodes of the podcast. You can also download my retirement secret sauce, as well as my resources, which are available under the resources tab. I try to mention my three steps to retirement planning. Step number one is the blueprint to a dream retirement. Figuring out what you want. What are your goals for those golden years? Step number two is our retirement budgeting tool. What is that dream retirement gonna cost us every single month? And then step number three is putting it all together. That's your retirement action plan. So that's kind of your blueprint or your quick reference guide to retirement planning. So that's step number three. And lastly, something new we're doing this year is a 30 minute retirement coaching call with yours truly. What do we talk about on the 30 minute coaching call? Well, all the questions you might have about retirement and and maybe you have questions about your unique situation that we can help answer. A lot of people don't know if they're on track, if they're behind, if they can even afford to retire this year, or maybe it's going to be two years from now. So that's what we can talk about on your 30 minute retirement coaching call. And to schedule that on the homepage, there's a link that is connected to my calendar, and you can pick a convenient time to have your 30-minute coaching call with me. And the point of the call is to really help get the questions that you have answered based on your situation. I'm not going to try to sell you something. That's not how I operate. But I truly like interacting with listeners. And again, I, I appreciate all the support that I've had so far the last couple of years with this podcast. So If that's something you're interested in, by all means, schedule that 30-minute coaching call. Let's jump into today's episode where we're talking about emergency funds and also the rising interest rates this year and what that means for our conservative investors. So emergency funds, kind of what are they? Some people call them cash reserve funds. Other people, I'll ask them if they have an emergency fund at a bank or credit union. And they'll look at me like I have three heads and really all they are is, okay, what do you keep in your checking account, in your savings account, or maybe a money market that's accessible and liquid? And people will say, well, we kind of just pay our bills. We don't really have an emergency fund. If we have an emergency, we just throw it on the credit card. And then when we get paid or we get a bonus or something like that, then we pay the credit card off. Well, guess what? Your cash flow situation in retirement is going to be much, much different. So we always recommend, and Dave Ramsey would recommend, hey, as far as an emergency fund amount, what is a good amount to keep at the bank or credit union, especially if someone is retired? And that amount, generally speaking, three to six months of living expenses. Some people will even tell you keep 12 months of living expenses. So if we live on $5,000 a month, well, three months times five, that's $15,000. So that's what we would need on the low end. If we wanted to go on the high end, 12 months, five times 12 is $60,000. That's the amount of money you would have on the high end. Now, I have met people ready to retire that have $500 in their emergency fund, And I have met people who have $500,000 in their emergency fund. Now, the point of the emergency fund is if you have an emergency, right? If your water heater goes out or something like that, you have a big unexpected expense. Maybe you need a new set of tires on your truck. Maybe it's an unexpected medical expense and your deductible is $5,000. Then what do you do? That's the whole point of the emergency fund is then we don't have to dip into our retirement accounts or put things on credit cards to deal with an emergency. Again, the rule of thumb is we want to have three months of living expenses in an emergency fund at a minimum. And then on the high end, certified financial planners will tell you maybe have 12 months of living expenses. What I have found in my career as a retirement planner, a CFP certified financial planner, is that some people don't operate on the rule of thumb of three months to 12 months of living expenses. Some people, they have this like feel good amount of money. Maybe that's $25,000. Other people, it might be 50 or $60,000. So of course, it's not the end of the world if you maybe have too much money in your emergency fund, but it is kind of, you put yourself in a tight situation when you don't have enough money in your emergency fund because those expenses are always going to pop up. That's what happens in life. It throws us changes and curveballs. But if you have too much in an emergency fund, I guess maybe the interest rates in a money market fund at your favorite bank or credit union. I mean, you can find money market funds that are paying almost 2% nowadays with interest rates going the way they are. And I wanna back up a minute, just a minute. And for the people that have a big balance in their emergency fund, I will often ask them if they have earmarked a portion of the emergency fund for a future purchase. Most often it's a new vehicle. Maybe it's a new used vehicle because it's very, very common that I run across people that are kind of saving up to pay cash for a vehicle or something like that. And they have a very, very unusual amount of money at the bank or credit union. And maybe their cash reserve looks very, very high because either they sold a home or something like that but they're expecting a future purchase in the near term. Sometimes it's a a wedding. Maybe they're paying for their daughter's wedding, but those funds have a specific purpose. They're earmarked for a near-term expense. So that, we can't use our emergency fund for that. It has to be separate. So we call that a sinking fund. A sinking fund would be, okay, Money maybe in a money market or something like that outside of our emergency fund, that's going to pay for this new vehicle or this wedding or vacation or whatever it is. That money is set aside and has a specific purpose. So these higher interest rates mean good things for our emergency fund because now we're able to earn more interest, albeit it's, it's not a ton more interest, but at least our money that's in cash reserves is, is making some interest, you know, somewhere between 1% and 2% at this point, which is a lot better than a goose egg. But what's very interesting about this rising interest rate environment is you're able to find yield. And what I mean by that is higher interest rates for your more conservative fixed interest investments, whether it be a CD, bonds, bond-like investments. And whereas like a year ago... These same type of interests that were available in CDs and things like that were paying anywhere from a half a percent to maybe one and a half percent. Now with interest rates rising so much in 2022, we're able to find these type of fixed interest investments that are paying as much as like 4.75%. So it's it's a lot, lot easier for those conservative investors that are just looking for higher interest rates. And for me, I always like to see people earning more than the long-term average of inflation. The 30-year cost of living CPI is 2.9%. So I always like to see people at least earning that and hopefully more, hopefully closer to 4, 5, 6% so they're staying ahead of the cost of living. So this is a fantastic opportunity for all you conservative investors out there The ability to find these fixed interest type investments that are earning 35 4% interest now, gosh, this is an incredible opportunity. The 10-year treasury bond as I'm recording this podcast is 3.05%. And this is just my opinion, but I believe they will raise, the Fed will raise interest rates a couple more times this year to get ahead of inflation. And in doing so, I think there is a high probability that we could find these bond-like investments, is what I'm going to call them, as high as 5% by the end of the year. So in thinking about our three buckets, right? And if you haven't heard my bucket strategy, which I use for virtually all clients, all retired clients anyway, and I highly recommend that you check out that episode, The Bucket Strategy for Retirement Planning. It's episode number 72. It's probably in the top five most listened to episodes of this podcast. And I should probably remaster that episode and and take it a step further to give people more insights and details that they can use. But episode number 72 is the bucket strategy. I'll kind of recap real quick. Three buckets. Bucket number one is your emergency fund, which we started off this episode talking about. Again, you want to have somewhere between three months and 12 months of living expenses at the bank or credit union, invested in a money market, somewhere liquid. Bucket number two is what we call our income bucket. So we carve off a portion of your portfolio, and it may be multiple accounts depending on your tax situation, but the accounts that we put into that bucket gives us the most tax-efficient retirement income stream. That's the purpose of bucket number two, is to provide a monthly income to supplement your other sources of retirement income, be they your pension, Social Security, part-time income, rental income, all your other retirement income sources. That's bucket number two. And the purpose of bucket number two is to provide an income, a monthly, reliable income. So what investments would you put in, would you consider putting in bucket number two, something that pays an interest or a dividend? You wouldn't put gold in there, right? Because gold doesn't pay an interest. It doesn't pay you a dividend. So for the conservative investors out there, for their bucket number two, if they can have something paying four or 4.5% interest, boy, their bucket strategy just got a big raise because if they had... Uh, Bond like investments that were only paying one and a half to two and a half percent at the beginning of this year. Now, those same investments are paying anywhere from four to four and a half percent interest. They got a big raise in their retirement income. And then, bucket number three, to kind of recap here, that's for your long term growth money, right? Because we know the cost of living is going to go up and up and up. Every year, everything you buy in retirement will cost more. So the real purpose of bucket number three is to get more long-term growth because we know the income produced from bucket number two will not always be able to keep up with your lifestyle as inflation rises. So down the road into retirement, we'll need to shift some money from bucket number three some of the growth to bucket number two. So bucket number two produces more income that you'll need to live on because your cost of living will have risen. So bucket number three is very, very crucial to a successful retirement plan. In summary today, again, with higher interest rates, it's doing two things. Number one, and first off, Our emergency fund dollars, again, anywhere from three months to 12 months of living expenses, those dollars are working harder for us because they're earning more interest at the bank and the money market or uh, high-yield checking or savings accounts or even CDs. So that is in our favor. And then number two, when we think of our, our buckets, buckets number one, which is our emergency fund, bucket number two is our income bucket. It's a lot easier to find Investments out there, and these are conservative investments, more interest and income geared investments, which are now paying a lot, lot higher interest than they were at the beginning of 2022. And therefore, our retirement income from bucket number two has really seen a significant increase, especially when you're able to find these fixed interest investments that are paying you 4.5% interest. This higher interest rate environment has really, really opened up a lot of opportunities for us. I hope this episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast has been helpful. If you have questions, go to my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. I'll see you next week for another episode. And remember, always dream big. unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The Smart vester program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor Smart SmartVestor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra Finra, SIPC.